Hey guys, um, welcome to Sunday. Having a little issue with my camera. I'm uh, having to kind of go live blind here because for whatever reason, it won't let me preview. So you're getting a taste of the adjustments while we're, while we're at it here. Had something I wanted to share with you though. Um, a friend of mine had written something quite some time ago and um, he brought out a subject that's pretty touchy. Um, I've been contemplating on it for a long time, wondering just exactly what I wanted to do with it because I, I really wanted to share. I, I really wanted to share what he brought out because it is such a. a we we live in such a, a turbulent time. There, there's so many things going on right now, and then, you know the left, the right, the everything in the middle, and everyone's caught in the middle, and you know not sure which way to turn and who to believe and who not to believe. So I, I wanted to I wanted to use what he was written what he had written, but I also wanted to bring something else with it. After really thinking about it, I, I came to Matthew chapter twenty four. This is verse one through fourteen, and and Jesus is talking here. And I love the I love the letters in red. You know the words in red. I almost actually titled this today the words in red because it's it, it, to me it means so much powerful things when Jesus is talking. Obviously, what he's saying in, in Matthew is just prior to his to his uh, to his death to his crucifixion. And he's, and he's teaching his disciples, he's teaching his followers everything he can, pushing into them everything that he can, pouring out on them before he leaves this earth, knowing that troublesome times are going to come. Look what he says in Matthew 24, verses 1 through 14. I'm going to bring this to you out of the New Living Translation because I kind of like the way it words it. Uh, but you can look it up in different versions and make sure it says the same thing. It says, as Jesus was leaving the temple grounds, his disciples pointed out to him the various temple buildings. But he responded, Do you see all these buildings? I tell you the truth, they will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Later Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives, and his disciples came to him privately, and he said, and they said to him, Tell us when all of this will happen. What sign, what signal, um, what sign will, will signal your return to the end of the end of the world? Jesus told them, Don't let anyone mislead you. Oh, these are some big words. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. We've experienced a lot of this. Places that don't have earthquakes are having lots of earthquakes. But there will be, there'll be famines uh, earthquakes in many parts of the world, but all of this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. Sound familiar? But... I always like it when there's a but. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. A lot of things to endure between now and then. And look at what we're in today. Uh, man, the, the, the falling away, if you will, of, of our moral society. We have no moral values anymore. They're, uh, they're, they're, most of the time, they're not even being taught. Sometimes they're not even being taught in our churches anymore. Uh, we, we've come so far away 
from from the grounding of this nation, from the, the very essence of how it was developed and what developed it and the guys that brought it all about, that we, we've put people up. I think it's James that says we, we, we put teachers up because we have itching hear, ears. We want to hear other things. We don't want to hear all of this stuff. We don't want to hear these things about what we're going to have to endure and that we're going to be arrested and persecuted and even killed because we're followers of Christ. We don't want to hear any of that. What we want to hear is the fluffy stuff. You know, the stuff that a lot of the, 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 the big time preachers are preaching today is, is, is just the feel goods, the frills of Christianity. It, it doesn't, it doesn't confront sin. It doesn't, uh, doesn't cause us change. It, it's almost like we go do our penance. We go do our due duty to church on Sunday mornings and, you know, we say our prayer before a meal and, 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 and we do all of these things, but there's no real change in us. We continue to go back to the very things that, uh, that we've always done. I actually preach a message um, about uh, experience versus encounter, and it's very much about that. It's very much about all the experiences, which are emotional, versus the encounter, which is life-changing. I want to share with you what my friend wrote. Um, his name is Jason Jenkins. Many of you may know him. Uh, he has a, a daughter named Emma. She's a beautiful singer. Um, I, I met them at a Christian Waterfowlers Association event. Emma actually spoke and sang. Uh, Jason travels and speaks. Jason was part of the uh, the Duck Commander crew. Uh, he was involved with um, with the Robertsons there. Um, but this is what he wrote, and, and, I, and this is really powerful. It's really strong. It was coming from emotion within him, and I want to try to bring that same emotion out of it. He writes, I don't mean to be so blunt, but I think it's time we take the battle much more seriously. It's not against flesh and blood. It's not about the worship leader, the preacher, the kids' ministry, the government, the president, Target, Chick-fil-A, or even our boss. Stop searching for reasons to not be holy or to be with God's people. Man, that's huge. You are the problem. The common denominator between you and every church you've hated is you. When you wake up complaining and you go to bed complaining, how is it your spouse's? The pastors, the kids, God's, or even your dog's fault. Your shield is not up, your sword is not sharp, and you can't even find your helmet. Get up. Start today. Remember the moment you died to yourself, said yes to Christ. Godly people, God's word, and every second of your life is a prayer. Listen for the voice of God. Ask him to speak to you. Search him. Listen and move, and then keep moving. Again, that was written by Jason Jenkins. And it reminds me of some things that, that um, I've heard preached over the time. Uh, another one of my favorites, Ron Carpenter. Um, Ron, Ron preached a message one morning about seeking God, and I've actually written about it. The fact that we don't know how to seek God anymore. Uh, we don't even know what that term expresses or means. Uh, he, he referred to his asking his staff to seek God. And he said 10 or 15 minutes into them sitting around praying over things, he noticed everyone was back on their phones and, 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 you know, no one was really looking to God for anything. They'd already prayed in their mind. They'd already done their diligence and now they were done. That's not what he meant. He was talking about seeking God, getting hold of the horns of the altar and not turning loose until the answers you're looking for arrive. That's, that's, uh, that's the very essence of what it means to be a follower of Christ. It, it's not this put on our suit jacket on Sunday. It's, it's not a, a put on a face. This is an everyday, every moment battle that we live in day in and day out. I just had the 
the experience over the last few weeks of being in Arkansas, um, working in Northwest Arkansas for a family friend um, who, who let me come over and do some work for him and uh, had such an awesome experience because the shop that I got to work in, immediately I knew had a different atmosphere than I was used to. Most of the places we go pretty rough, but this particular shop, I, I just noticed there was this different atmosphere. The, the the management, the staff, all of the employees were just different people. They had a different they had a different attitude about them. And so I made a comment to the owner for the very first week I was there, the owner of the shop, and I said, "Man, I got to tell you, I really enjoy working in your shop." I said, "It's it's uh, it's a blessing to be a part of something that's that runs so smoothly." And I said, "I'm assuming." that most of you are, are men and women of faith. And he agreed. He said, yeah, exactly. He said, you know, almost everyone here are Christians. And I, and I got to, to, to talking with different employees. I became real good friends with one of them and uh, spent a lot of time with them and, and listening to their heart, you know, as I shared mine about, you know, how cool it was to work in such an environment. And they were glad to know that someone noticed that. You know, that's, that's the thing about Christianity today is so many times that we don't wear it in public. We don't wear our faith outside of, of our little church segment or our little home segment, our little Bible studies. But man, this world is lost. We live in a lost and dying world. Again, there's no moral foundation left. We're it. What are you showing people? I want to challenge you today. The Bible simply states, and, and, I, and I love it when you look at Revelations 2 and 3, that there's seven letters to the seven churches. All those letters end the same. What Jesus said here in Matthew, it ends the same. For he who overcomes, for those who endure till the end, they will be saved. You're in faith. Your, your Christianity, your, your following of Christ must endure the challenges that this world gives us. We can't fall prey to it or we're not going to be saved in the end. We have to endure till the end. Man, I just pray that you let this sink into you today. Let it be a challenge. Let this become a war cry inside of you to, to pick up your shield again, to get your sword sharp, just as Jason was saying, and, and find your helmet. Put that helmet of salvation back on where people recognize who you are in Christ, and then you live it out each day in front of them. God bless you guys. Have a great rest of the weekend. Man, it's fall time in Oklahoma. It was 64 degrees this morning. I sat on a, in the front porch drinking coffee in a north breeze and actually got a little cool. So I, I love it. I love this time of year. But more than anything, I love who we are in Christ. And I want to be who God called me to be. And I want you to be who God called you to be as well. So be bold. Stand up for what you believe in. And get outside and be who God's called you to be. God bless you guys. Have a great weekend.